Yo, 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 Big D here, and uh, it must be big because it's Saturday night, and uh, I am recording a solo edition of the Big D podcast. Before I dive deeper in the episode, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see all my videos. We've got a bunch out there and a whole bunch coming next week, so I can't wait to... uh, Upload those. Also, check out the Big Deep podcasts on Spotify and uh, Apple. So, boy, this week 10 has been quite possibly the craziest week for injuries and drama off the field. I I just wanted to be Sunday so so that I don't have to make any more lineup changes. Uh, Tonight, one more twist was thrown when a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was placed in place on the reserve COVID-19 list meaning he will miss tomorrow afternoon's game against Detroit and Detroit Lions that also means uh, Mason Rudolph hasn't started a game since uh, last week 17 of last year will be on the center for the Steelers tomorrow uh, from everything I'm hearing, it looks like Big Ben is vaccinated. So, unlike Aaron Rodgers, who was forced to miss 10, game, 10 days, Big Ben could be back for next Sunday night's tilt with the Chargers, but uh, he won't be playing the mole. So, it uh, looks like Mason, so Rudolph will be on the center, and it also means. Dwayne Haskins will be active for the Steelers as the backup tomorrow. So, I mean, if you look at the line, it didn't really shift as much as you would think with a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. I mean, going into the night, Pittsburgh was, what, an eight-point favorite, and then uh, now there's still a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So, Obviously, Vegas is telling me they don't see much of a difference between Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. Yeah, a big difference between Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. But uh, obviously, this can't be good if your starting quarterback is in Lance and Tilford Jail the night before a game. Uh, I wonder what the line will be between Pittsburgh and Detroit tomorrow. Might even shift a little more. And uh, secondly, it's got to hurt Pittsburgh's skill position and Pittsburgh's wide receivers, tight ends, and and, uh, running backs because Pittsburgh's already missing Chase Claypool, who's likely to miss a couple weeks from an injury. So if you look at it, not just for DFS, but uh, for fantasy football, the more DeAndre, Deontay Johnson was going to be a popular pick in most leagues, whether it be DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, or your regular fantasy football league. Now you wonder if Rudolph will provide the same production. James Washington was, could, could have been a popular value play at 3500 on DraftKings. Now you wonder if he's downgraded. And the, the big wild card is what does this do with Najee Harris? Because Big Ben and Najee have developed a great relationship. It seems like whether as a runner or receiver, Najee Harris is always there. Now, you hope Mason Rudolph checks down, but we've seen some quarterbacks don't check down. And 
hopefully Mason, hopefully for fantasy and DFS uses tomorrow, uh, Najee Harris is still involved, not just as a runner, but as a pass receiver, because we all love those uh, receptions coming out of the backfield. But um, if there were ever an opportunity for the Detroit Lions to potentially beat, the, to get a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, tomorrow might be the best opportunity. So, uh, I mean, Detroit would have been a would have been an interesting pick at plus eight. Now you wonder with Big Ben starting at plus six and a half. I mean, could the Lions pull off an upset and potentially get a win? I mean, it seems like there've been a few upsets lately with um, Jackson being Buffalo last week, Denver being Dallas, even uh, back Thursday night with a uh, Miami shot in Baltimore. So. It's the NFL. You never know what to expect. Uh, hopefully, we don't have any more injuries or surprises. But uh, uh, something tells you we're not done between now and kickoff and uh, 1 p.m. So while we're here, uh, I just wanted to show you what I am thinking for my lineup tomorrow on the uh, DraftKings. And uh, yes, you will. Yes, generally. We generally, I've talked about cash games, and yeah, I'm playing a lot of cash games. So I've got a for cash game lineup, so I'll show you here. But uh, one uh, thing, come on, DoorDash, I don't want you there, but uh, there we go. There we go. There, so. Here's, here's my main cash line lineup I'm using for now with Justin Herbert under center for the Chargers. I really like Herbert because he's he has thrown at least 35 passes in every game this year. And yes, Herbert might not be a running quarterback like a Lamar Jackson, a Jalen Hurts. But the fact he's throwing 35, 40, 45 times a game means he could get that 300-yard bonus, possibility of two or three, if not more, touchdowns. When you look at L.A.'s offense, you've got a, you've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, and Austin Eckler. I think Justin Herbert is potentially the safest quarterback to use. If you're not using Herbert and catch, I really think Tom Brady makes the most sense. Tampa throws the ball more than any time any team in the NFL. Mike Evans could be a target monster, especially in the red zone the mole. I think Chris Godwin plays. I know Godwin missing a couple of days of practice, scared a few people, but I think Godwin plays the mole. And uh, look out for Tyler Johnson, potentially as a sneaky play, 3,300 against a crappy Washington football team defense. Look out. And then a running back. I I mean, I still think Dante Harris is fine because, I mean, you look at that workload, whether it's a running back or receiver, Dante Harris is getting the rock now, truly. He was not him, didn't really run the ball well on Monday night, but he's getting 20 plus carries a weekend. 
I mean, will he get 19 targets like he did week three against the Bengals? No, but if he got four, five, six targets, I don't think that's out of the question. I think the end uh, was Pittsburgh still a favorite. I think they'll try and run the ball, especially now with Rudolph. So I think Najee Harris makes a lot of sense at 7,900. If you're not on the Najee Harris train, I think John and Taylor at 8,100 makes a lot of sense. With uh, the Colts, a big favor of the Jacks, I think Taylor is fine himself. And uh, now we'll get to uh, possibly the uh, value plays, not just of this week or the season, maybe of the decade. How about the Ernest Johnson at 4,700? Yeah, Nick Chubb's in COVID jail, and you know what that means. Uh, the Ernest Johnson time. That is sick. A $4,700 running back on a run on behind the NFL's best offensive line. And look what Deion Johnson did. Week seven against the Broncos. 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. I don't care what he does as a receiver. You told me 22 carries, a buck 46, and a touchdown? Sign me up. I'll take that. And then the other play, how about Mark Ingram? The old saint might be, might be the young buck again. Uh, if you look what, I mean, week one of 26 carries against, <laughs> with the uh, Texans against Jacks, what he's capable of doing now. I mean, even last week with Kamara, he got nine carries with five targets coming out of the backfield with no Alvin Kamara. I think there's a possibility Ingram gets 15 to 18 carries out of the backfield. If he got five, seven targets, that's 20, 25 touches. And maybe more importantly, if Mark Ingram's the goal line back, got the possibility of touchdowns, particularly with Tennessee a little banged up offensively with no Derrick Henry and now no Julio Jones. So I think Ingram makes a lot of sense as the Third cheap running back. Plus, most cash guys want to play three running backs. So, and now the fun part. How about wide receivers? Yeah, good news. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers should be back this week. And you know what that means? Devontae Adams will eat. I mean, how about Devontae Adams even with Jordan Love last week got 14 targets? I mean, Devontae Adams eats against the Seahawks. He eats the Seahawks. Well, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe the snack after the game. I mean, I think the Adams, especially with no Cooper Cup on the sleeve, is the wide receiver you want at the top. He's under eight grand. Devontae Adams under eight grand is a great deal. A great deal when you've got a pissed off Aaron Rodgers and a Green Bay offense ready to rumble. Yeah. And uh, when I said Mike Evans, Usually Evans the GPP play, but uh, I think I think he's a play in all formats. I mean, potentially double digit targets again, and we know what Mike Evans can do in the red zone. Three as he did three touchdowns against the Bears. Hopefully he rem- hopefully he remembers that Tom Brady's going after yet another record on Sunday. So I mean. 
Would it be surprising Mike Evans went like five for 70 and three touchdowns the ball? No. And then a chief guy, I really want to play James Washington, but I'm a little worried with Rudolph. And uh, yes, playing two receivers in the same team might hurt. But having two receivers with Tom Brady in the center is a lot better than having two two playmakers with Mason Rudolph on the center. I think I know Godwin's playing, but if Tyler Johnson got six targets a couple of weeks ago, could he get six, seven, eight, and at thirty-three hundred, you just need one play. If uh, Tyler Johnson went for a seventy-yard touchdown, that's all you need. That's all you need. At 3,300. And then tight end, there were two real main catch tight ends. Dan Orton and Tyler Conklin. I really like Conklin this week. I mean, he is a target monster. He, he's gotten at least three tokens in every game. The last three weeks, even with Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Alvin Cook, Conklin's getting targets. And he is so consistent. And I feel like he's thinking, oh, he's only scored one touchdown. I think that touchdown number could change small. Because L- this game, the Viking Charger game's got one of, if not the highest over-unders. And generally, if they are points, you want a cheap tight end. And the old school f- phrase was, use your tight end against the Chargers. So I think Conklin makes a lot of sense at 3,400. And then defense, I really want to use the Steelers. I really wanted to use the Titans at first, but with the money, I think Buffalo at four grand makes a lot makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you discount the Tennessee game, Buffalo's defense has been fine. And look what they can do. I mean, 40 to nothing. They could put up 12, 15, 20 points, just shut out. And it's not like and you really think the Jets are going to move the ball that well against the Bills defense? Plus, Buffalo's going to be pissed off with losing to Jacksonville last week. So I think the, the, Bill, the uh, Jets will be in for a rough afternoon tomorrow. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Hopefully, your lineups and my lineups Walk out, we bring home the bacon, we bring home the money, and then we're chilling on Sunday night and Monday morning.